Praise God if you have your Bibles. We're going to be looking at the book of Genesis. If you have a hard time finding that, you may be in trouble. Amen. The book of Genesis. Amen. Chapter number one we're going to be looking at. And <laughs> Genesis chapter one. I'm not going to get a verse just yet. I'm going to let you know we're going to be also looking at second Peter chapter one. That's Genesis chapter one and second Peter chapter one. Now that you have the chapters, we're going to be looking at verse number 14 in Genesis one. One, verse number 14, and we'll be looking at verse number 17. We'll begin there, reading a few verses there. So Genesis 1, 14, and then 2 Peter 1 and 17. So, amen. I don't know if you have devices where you can do bookmarks or you have a Bible where you can do a bookmark or if you're just going to watch it on the screen, that's fine too. Amen. Praise God. Um, I know I was just here. I think it seemed like it seemed like it's been about two weeks, something like that. And I thought I was going to be kicked out permanently. <laughs> but lo and behold, I'm back. Amen to your demise. No. Amen. I believe I'm here in the will of God. I believe I do have something to share. Amen. Praise God. So Genesis chapter 1. Verse number 14, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons. Everybody say signs, seasons for days. I didn't tell you that part. (laughs) I'm just kidding. And years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and it was so and God made two great lights everybody say two great lights the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night he made the stars also they weren't the lights he made the two great lights to rule the day and the night He made the stars also, verse 17, and God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. We're going to... Second Peter chapter 1 and verse number 17. We'll be reading down through verse number 19. For he received from God the Father, speaking of Jesus Christ, honor and glory, when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven We heard when we were with him in the holy mount. Verse number 19, we have also, not only did we have this voice that spoke from heaven, speaking of the transfiguration, but Peter said, 
And we also, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day, day star arise in your hearts. I want to preach to you on this subject. Ready for your daybreak. Ready for your daybreak. Won't you clap your hands unto the Lord? As you're seated, I want you to tell somebody, you need to get ready for your daybreak. Praise God. Amen. Tell somebody else, you need to get ready for your daybreak. Now we, I'm sure, have done a number of things in our routine and, if you will, our ritual to get ready for Sunday morning. Most of us, if you dress like Stu Mott, you had your clothes set out probably the night before. Am I correct in that, Sister Luann? Leanne. Man, Leanne. I, okay, okay. Leanne. Oh, maybe not. Maybe. Huh? It just all happens. I just all fall together. But if you're like me, you begin to think the night before of what you're going to wear. Amen. I don't just wake up on Sunday morning and say, well, I think I'm going to put this on. I kind of, well, you know, well, he said that's what I, he only, you only had two suits, man. <laughs> Praise God. Getting me over, going over there already. But we, especially if you are a female, hallelujah, you have to kind of, you know, you have about 50 pairs of shoes to choose from. So you got to at least narrow it down to 10 the night before. Amen. And we know we, you know, there are things that we have to do to be ready for Sunday morning because we're going to church. We have to get up early and get ready uh, for Sunday morning. There are things that we normally have to do on Sunday morning. But if you are a, a, a minister or whatever, hopefully you have probably prepared to some degree the night before. Amen. And, and even when you get up, after you get up, before you leave the house, hopefully you put on some deodorant. All right, let's do a test. I think you, okay. You probably, hopefully, you brush your teeth. Hello? Anybody use any water? Or did you just wake up, grab some clothes, and just walk out the door? And there may be a few like that. But in most cases, if you're in your right state of mind, (laughs) you did things to prepare for your day. You know that when you are about to go out, you prepare for your day. You don't wait till that day and that moment to prepare to go out or do whatever. You prepare for work. You prepare for school. If you have children, you have to get them ready. You have to, things you have to do at night. You have to set out their uniform or or whatever, if it's a uniform. And there are things you have to have in order, in order for you to have an orderly day. Well, God has made us just like that. 
Now, we understand, naturally speaking, that when we have to prepare for our day, we have to prepare for our daylight, the, the allotted time that God has given us in the day, the same thing is identical in the spirit realm that I'm telling you, we have to prepare for the daytime. The Bible tells us that God gave two great lights, so the one for the night and the one for the day. In other words, there are things that are transpiring in the night. There are things that are happening in the night. Just because it's dark, it doesn't mean that there are things that God doesn't expect. As a matter of fact, God works in your nighttime. Peter, James, and John are up on the mountaintop. They are stupefied at the sight that they saw. They saw Jesus transfigured right before their very eyes. They saw the glory of God shine upon him. They heard the voice from heaven calling, This is my beloved son in whom I am well Please. And, and as Peter began to write this particular uh, epistle, he, he thought about that moment and that experience so much so I could see him thinking about the, the tents he tried to set up in the abode. He said, this is a great place. I, I need to set some tents up. We need to remain here on the mountaintop. And Jesus said, no, you're not going to remain here. You're going to go back down. You're going to experience some things. And, and I want you to know it's not always going to be this way. And he remembered that time when he saw the glory of God and he heard the voice and he said I want to let you know that I heard the voice of God loudly and clearly but I'm telling you right now there's a voice and and there's a word a prophecy that's even more sure than the voice that I've heard he said we had a more sure word of prophecy and and he went on to use some things that that we can understand because there's always going to be daylight if there's a nighttime you can rest assured if night comes there will be daylight i tell my wife often when we're going through situations in dark times uh, you just wait because daytime is coming we need to just position ourselves and be ready for our daybreak you must understand that when God gave the great lights, he, he gave the great lights not only for the daytime, but also for the nighttime. God wanted to let you and I know that there's a great light ruling in your nighttime. Some of us are wondering where God, where is God when things are going bad? He's right there. As a matter of fact, He's right in you. And sometimes we, oh, hallelujah. Sometimes uh, uh, while we're looking for God and we're looking for the light and the glory of God, he would like to let you know that you're already a representation of his light. And all you have to do is let your light shine. Because the S-O-N rules the daytime. Like the S-U-N rules the daytime. And the moon is just a reflection of the sun. S-U-N. Well, when Joseph had a dream, and he dreamed of the stars and the moon and the sun bowing before him, he understood that his father was the sun and his mother represented the moon. In other words, who's the mother? 
who's the reflection. And so when you don't, oh, hallelujah, when you're not in your daytime, you need to understand that God has put something in you. So when he, when he doesn't seem to be around, the light that God gave you, he said, I'm the light of the world. And he looked at his church and said, now you're the light of the world. What was he meaning? You don't have light in and of yourself. The only light you have and I have is the reflection that God gave us. When Moses went up to the mountaintop, all the children of Israel could see was a dark cloud. And they said, no, we don't want any part of that. But when Moses came down from the mountaintop, all they saw was Moses' face as it was shining bright. Why? Because he was up with the Shekinah glory of God. And when you come from the presence of God, when you come from the glory and the splendor and the majesty and the might and the voice that they heard, when you get down from the mountaintop, God wants you to know that the light of God is with you. You are the reflection of light. He said, I made a great light to rule the daytime. And I want you to know that you are the light that needs to rule in the dark time. You, uh, in other words, if, if you want victory in the night, you're going to be it. Oh, hallelujah. Solar energy is no more than light from the sun being stored up from the daytime. And when the lights go out, what was your source in the daytime, as long as it's stored up, gives light in the dark. Or I'm sorry, yes, give light in the dark time. Also... What you fellowship with in your nighttime. It's going to determine what you have during the daytime. I'm going to tell you what I mean by that in a minute. Because if we're not connected with God the way we need to be in our nighttime, we're going to miss what God is trying to do and what God is trying to show us in the daytime. Because I'm convinced that God allows us to go through seasons. Days and years and at night times. And, and he allows us to go through that and it, it, is, it prepares us for what God is trying to do in and through us in the daytime. I'm going to give you a couple examples in a minute. But we need to position ourselves and we need to align ourselves and, and we need to prepare ourselves. As I mentioned, prepare. You need to prepare yourself for your daybreak. You don't wait for the daybreak. You need to prepare yourself when it's nighttime. Amen. I used to work a, a job at night. I could not stand that job at night. Now, I don't think the body was really made for that. I, I believe God is kind of position the body to sleep at night. I, I, I like to get my sleep. If my wife doesn't get her sleep because I'm snoring, I can't help it. <laughs> Amen. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting mine. <laughs> She got to learn how to get hers. Amen. I can sleep through thunderstorms, earthquakes. It really doesn't matter. When it's time for me to hit the sack, that's it. I'm gone. I'm out. Praise God. The body seems to be made to sleep at the night, in the nighttime. 
However, oftentimes, I'm wide awake, laying on my bed, eyes about this big, and I'm wondering what in the world is going on. I'll tell you what's going on. God is trying to prepare me, and God is trying to deal with me, and God is trying to talk to me, and God is trying to convince me, and God is trying to see where I am. And Am I willing to lose a little sleep in the night so I can experience him more in the daytime? I'm not, I'm not trying to preach about staying up all night and all that. Don't, you know, don't go there. But the Bible tells us clearly that Peter, he said that, hey, even though I heard this voice, I'm telling you right now that, 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 that I need to uh, get you to understand that I, even though I heard the voice loudly and clearly, I have a more sure word of prophecy working in my life. Just like when day pierces uh, or light pierces through darkness and, and, and just like, uh, actually the Bible says that when the day break dawns, it actually means when the day breaks. At daybreak. Something should happen and, and the, the day star rises in your heart. And, and so in other words, your heart needs to be in the right place for the light to rise in your heart because God is about to do something in your daytime. The Bible says that God visits us every single morning. There are many times I wake up in the morning and, and, and if I'm not careful, I'll miss the visitation from God. Now, now listen to this. According to Job chapter 7 and verse number 17, put that on the screen. What is man that thou shouldest magnify him? Look at that. What is man that thou shouldest magnify him and that thou visited, shouldest set thine heart upon him? Next verse. And that thou shouldest visit him every morning. Oh, hallelujah. You see, the problem is when God is trying us at every moment, especially in our dark times, we don't realize that God is visiting us every single morning. Every morning you wake up, you have a visit knocking on your door. Oh, hallelujah. And that's why the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. It doesn't matter what transpired the night before. It doesn't matter what you went through the week before. God said every morning I'm showing up in your house, not just at your door, but right there in your bed. I'm letting you know, but guess what? Some of us miss that moment because in our nighttime, we don't recognize that God is right there. And if that is the case, naturally speaking, when we're in our spiritual darkness, we need to position ourselves to be ready for the daybreak. And you see, God shows up every morning when you look at that and you look at the connotation, it means at daybreak. God. So when you wake up in the morning, Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, see, some of you guys were standing over your bed and you wake up and not realizing. 
every single morning. He's ready to pour out his mercy. He's ready to pour out his grace. But sometimes we miss that moment. And we miss that opportunity. When I, when I go to bed all angry and upset. When I let the sun lay down and go down upon my wrath. Oh, hallelujah. When we get up on our proverbial wrong side of the bed. When we say, oh, I can't do it. I got to get my coffee first. <laughs> Hello? Well, I can't, I don't feel right until my, until I get my coffee. I gotta get my cup of Joe. Hey, you just missed an opportunity to get connected to the most high God. You need your coffee beans. I think you need Jesus also. Every single morning, the Bible says, the scripture says in Psalms chapter 46 and verse 4, there is a river. The streams thereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The uh, English Standard Version says God will help her when morning dawns. And another translation says God will help her when day breaks. I'm telling you, you need to get ready for your daybreak. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy cometh in the morning. Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. It doesn't matter how dark it gets. If I can just understand, God is trying to see where my heart is. And if I will allow the daylight, the day dawn to rise in my heart. I have a more sure word of prophecy. This darkness won't always end. The sun will shine. What I'm going through is not going to last forever. This too shall pass. I'm telling you what, it doesn't matter what you're going through. At this moment, day will come. But are you ready? Are you positioned for your daybreak? I want you to look at your name and say, are you ready for your daybreak? You have to be ready for your daybreak. I believe that we miss too many times those golden opportunities that God has allotted for us to receive. Too many times we do not realize that God has visited us and God is right there trying to work and trying to do something in our lives. And we go on all the day looking for God. Where are you, Lord? We go throughout day, we're doing this, we're doing that, and then we, we try to get in the place of prayer. And we, 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 we're like Job. I go forward and I can't find him. I go back, but I go, but guess what? He visited Job every single morning. Job could not find him because he was going through a dark time, but God was right there every single morning. I don't know who you are, sir or ma'am, and, I, and I'm going to talk to you collectively. You may seem like there's a dark cloud over you, but day is about to break. How is your attitude? What is your disposition like? What is your mindset? Do you still have faith? Do you still hope? Come on, somebody. Your disposition will determine everything. The, the Israelites, 
God said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to deliver my people. They had a word of prophecy. But for 400 years, over 400 years, I believe it was 436, 37 years or whatever, they were in bondage. But they had, they had a word from God. It's going to happen. We're, we're going to have revival. We're going to double. We're going to take Anne Arundel County. Year after year, year after year. Dark times, dark days. And then one day, God said, it's time to set my people free. They go out of Egypt with the high hand. Oh, they're giving everybody high fives. They're clapping and they're singing. They're shouting hallelujah. And they're just telling stories about what transpired in Egypt. They get to the Red Sea. And all of a sudden, I don't know what they brought us around here for. What, what, what is, what, what is Moses doing now? See, I told you. I, I, I knew it. Here we go again. And, and why did you bring us out here to die in, in the wilderness? I, I told you what, because it wasn't any graves in Egypt, you brought us out here. And they begin to complain to Moses and, 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 and Moses said, Hey, just stand still and see the salvation of God and stop griping. Just stand still. You're going to see what God is going to do. And, 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 and then he went to talk to God and says, God, you know, and, and, and obviously he began to cry to God because God said, Moses, stop crying. He said, just stretch forth your rod, lift up your hands. And tell the people to go forward. It doesn't matter what it looks like. I don't care how dark it is. I don't care if the enemy is on your trail. Just get your hands up. Just look up and just move forward. I don't know where we're going, Moses. I I don't understand this journey. I don't know why we're facing these difficulties. I don't understand either. But all I can tell you is just move forward. What your attitude is like. If you don't have any faith, you won't see the glory of God. Moses began to stretch forth his hands and and his arms and the sea parted. And the, the, the enemy is on his trail and I... I, I'm sorry. I mean, it, it's great that, you know, going through the Red Sea and all that. We, we, we on this side say, man, that, that, that was awesome. That was great. But I don't know about you. If I, if I was going through the Red Sea, now I know I got the enemy on my trail, but those whiners and criers and, you know, all that and complainers that was talking about, why, why don't I go back to Israel? I mean, go back to Egypt. What? They could have just went on back there. Hello? I'll be your prisoner again. They didn't do that. I don't know, though. I mean, the wall of sea, I would have been thinking all along. Now, see, you know, a lot of times we want God to just fix our problem just like that. Amen. How many want a Houdini genie God? Don't act like you don't. I wish I had a genie. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can just, don't come on, Lord. Come on, do something right now. Amen. He doesn't work that way. And then he's going to tell you, 
all, you know, he could have just took them and just, boom, you're right here. I'm going to translate you over there. No. God is going to stretch you to your limit. Stretch your faith as far as it's going to go. And see if you can trust him. Is anything too hard for the Lord? When you sit in darkness, will you allow him to be your daylight? And so they begin to walk through the sea. And I'm sorry. I was, somebody probably would have had to blindfold me and I would have just got on the cart. Because I would have been looking for the sharks, the piranha. I mean, yeah, that's nice that the wall is up like 10 feet, 20 feet high. But I'm just sorry. I mean, they had to go through that all the night. I mean, come on, for real. Can you imagine that? All night going through this, and the water's just gushing up, and you're just waiting. At any minute, this water's coming down. At any minute, uh, Jaws is coming through. I can hear the music. Doom, 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 doom. You know, whatever it is. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I, I, I don't know. I just, oh, I, oh you know what? Um, I, who's the fastest runner? Hussein Bolt, right? Right? Was his Bolt, right? I would have been like Bolt. <laughs> I would have been through that thing. <laughs> But no, all the night, God was working all the night. (laughs) We too many times don't think that God is working in our nighttime. Don't you know when you're lying on your bed, God is still working? Don't you know when you're lying on your sick bed, God is still working? Don't you know when you're going through your worst difficult situation, God is still working? When your baby is sick, God is still working? When you can't pay your bills, God is still working? He said, until the day star rise in your heart. There's going to be a breakthrough. I want to know where you're going to be. And all throughout the whole night, and, and here comes the enemy, riding hard. You can hear the church. I mean, the prayer was whipping. He's letting it roll, man. They, they, they're going forward on a trail. And, 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 you know, you would think, okay, God, won't you take care of them? Now, I, you're delivering me. I'm going through the sea. And now the enemy is, you know, I'm thinking I'm doing something great. Hey, check us out. Hey, we're going through here. Going through the walls are on both. The, the sea is like a wall on both sides. But the, uh, the Egyptians did the same thing. They came on through also. And I know that the, uh, the pillar of fire had to come in between. But if you keep reading, you'll find out that at some point throughout the night, the children of the, the Egyptians went around and they were on their trail. And the Bible says that at the breaking of day, all the night, the children of Israel had to, to had to deal with, with the wall of, of water and, 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 and whether they were going to have faith and whether they were going to believe that God was going to get them through. All the night, they heard the, uh, the Egyptians behind them. And as the Egyptians were on their trail all the night chasing them and hunting them down, they had to have faith that God was going to get them through. But the Bible says at the breaking of day. God looked through the pillar of the cloud. He waited until the break of day. 
looked through the pillar of a cloud. On the enemy. Now, I don't know about you, but when, when times go great, now see, maybe, you know, you're always living on, on the other side of the rainbow. You got the, you know, the pot of gold. Everything is green and plush and everything is fine. But for some of us, I mean, when things are just going really nice and I'm just, I start looking around the corner. It's coming. I know it's coming, Lord. I, I know it's coming. Hello? Let's just be real. I know it's coming, but I've learned to trust the Lord. Whatever, what, whatever's around the corner, I know he's already there. God is faithful. Now, I, I believe, you know, I, I could come in here and think, you know, we, we do it really well. We, we, you know, we, we can act like everything is always okay. You know? I, if I ask, I don't know how many people are here tonight, but save, just say if it was 250. If I ask every, each of you, 250 people, how you doing? I think 249. I'm great. Oh, I'm fine. And then when you do an analysis of, of uh, your, the last 30 days, probably about 50 people were doing really fine. Hello? Because we feel like we're not spiritual unless everything is fine. I need to convince everyone everything is fine because I'm not blessed unless everything is fine. I guess Jesus wasn't blessed on the cross. I guess the apostles, man, they, they were far from God. Let me tell you something. We all, we all go through things. We all go through difficulties. We all go through seasons. I am convinced that we can extend our season of darkness. I'm convinced that we can go through a period and then we don't realize or take or, or, or position ourselves to be, to be aligned with what God desires to do in our daylight and then we miss that moment. Now the Bible tells us that God visit, visits us every single morning. Now come on, let's just be real. How many of us have missed that visitation? Many mornings. Some of you say, he, he visits every morning. I didn't know that. <laughs> what? Every morning? Next thing, next thing knows, you're going to see tomorrow morning, I can see some of you waking up. God, are you there? <laughs> the Bible says that Jacob, I hope this is okay. If it's not, you know, don't worry about it. You'll get over it. <laughs> Jacob, he, he, you know, he was a snaky trickster. You know what I mean? We know a few people like that, right? Nathan. He was, a, he was a trickster. And he did some things that just wasn't right. You know? He, he just didn't have it all together. Amen. He was like us. Oh? He was like us. We don't have everything all together. 
But God knew what he can do with him. God knew he had something to work with. And so he messed up and he's on his way out of his father's house and he's, and he's on his way to, 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 to try to find a wife and, 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 and the Bible says that he lighted upon a certain place. And, and as Jacob lighted upon the certain place, the man got tired in his journey. And you know he was tired because he didn't pull out a, a my pillow. The guy pulled out a rock to lay on. And the Bible says he used the rock. He took up the stones and he took one stone and used it for his pillow. And it was a hard place. It was a rough place. And it was a place that uh, a lot of times you would wonder, why am I here? I'm looking at, why did he stop there? He didn't realize what was going on. He didn't realize where he was in his journey. The Bible says he was tired. He just laid down to sleep. And all of a sudden, when he got to sleep real good, uh, the Bible says something happened. A ladder was set up on the earth. And it, and the Bible tells us the ladder reached unto heaven. Notice that it didn't say that it started from the heaven and dropped down to the earth. The Bible says that the ladder was set up on the earth, and it went up to heaven. And the angels of God, they ascended up to heaven and then descended back down. And so they were already there. The, the Everything he needed for the ladder to reach the heavens was already there. It wasn't up there starting up heaven and dropping down. He did not see the manifestation of the ladder. He did not see the manifestation of the angels. He did not understand it. All he saw was a rock and, and a place to lie down. It was a certain place and he laid down asleep and the ladder began to build and escalate to the heaven and then the angels went up from him from the area where he slept and went up to heaven and down to heaven and up to heaven. Why were they going back and forth? There was activity going on while he was sleeping in his dark time. I'm telling you, God works in your nighttime. When he awakened in the morning, the Bible says he did not recognize. He said, surely God was in his place and I didn't recognize it. I didn't realize it. I knew it not. I missed the moment. All I can do is think about how tired I was. All I can do is think about the rough place that I'm in. All I can think about is what trouble I got myself in. I blew it in my daddy's house. I don't know what's going to befall me when I go forward. I'm in a pickle. He didn't realize even though he was in a certain place, not only geographically, but in his walk with God, in his life. He was in a certain place and God was ready to work. But all he can do was sleep. God was working all the night long. And as soon as he woke up, he said, God was in this place. 
and I knew it not. And he, he began to hustle and rustle. You know, I got, I got to do something. Now I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, let me get this oil and let me consecrate this place. And he pulled oil and he began to pray. But you don't understand. He missed the moment because he was asleep. He missed the moment when God was operating. And God said, I'm going to do a great work in your life and I'm going to bring you back here. He went on, went to Laban's house. I wonder if when he was in that place, he got in the right relationship in the place with God, and he didn't miss that particular moment. And I know God spoke to him. He said, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. But it was by then, it was too late. He could have talked to God face to face. God had to appear to him in his dream when he was there all along. Then he ended up getting to Laban's house and getting tricked. Getting deceived. I wonder if he was awake all that night and got in a certain position in relationship with God, whether that thing would have befell him when he got to Laban's house. And so years later, 20 years later, he's on his way back home. And I, I'm sure he's, and God told him, I want you to go to that place where I first appeared to you. And he began to remember, oh yeah, that rock. I remember I known at that place. I, I set up a pillar right there. It, it, it's ingrained in my mind. I remember I went to sleep that where, where God showed up and it was dark. It was nighttime. It, it was one of the worst periods in my life. And, and God was still there. It doesn't, didn't matter how bad it was in my life. God was showing. I'm telling you what, in the worst periods in your life, God is right there. And if we can just understand that and we can position ourselves and be in the right place. When day breaks, we'll be able to experience what God has for us. And so here Jacob is, going back to where God told him to go to. And now he, he, he gets a report. Your brother's coming for you. And guess what? He has 400 dudes with him. And these guys, they look rough, man. They, they, I, these guys are bad. Hey, they, they're not Israelites. They're not your people. I don't know where he got those guys from, but you, you, you about to get it. Amen. And he said, oh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to send everything before. I'm going to give him gifts and all that. He tried. He tried his old tactics. Well, let, let me let me try this and and let me try that and, and and that stuff wasn't good enough. And and the Bible says he just he just pushed everything ahead of him. And, and he said, "Oh, wait a minute." Uh, something has to happen here. I, I can't go back to where God is telling me to go unless something changes in my heart, unless something changes in me, unless I identify, hey, God is trying to do something more than what I have experienced. Let me tell you, everything you go through in life, God doesn't waste a hurt. God doesn't waste a pain. God doesn't waste anything he allows you to go through. Everything is for a reason. Everything is a test. And it's time for us to realize, hey, God, desires for us to pass the test. Y'all have a few more minutes? Good, because I didn't want to take it. Y'all gave it to me. And so, he's on his way back. He's getting rid of everything. And all of a sudden, the Bible says he's by himself. And the scripture tells us that a man began to wrestle with him and get a hold of him. And he was able to identify, you know what? I can, I can remember this feeling. I remember I was in a certain place the last time. 
And all I can think about is laying, going down and laying sleeping. It was nighttime here, and he could have just said, you know what, I'm going to go to sleep, and I'm just going to wait for my brother to get here, and then I'm going to try to explain to him. No, no, now he realized, you know what, I blew it last time. And, and, and the angel said, hey, hey, I got a hold of him. Come on. Now, don't go rustling me. Don't, don't mess me up now. And the Bible says the angel got a hold. They, they rustling. They rustling. Now, you know, he maybe had him in a, a half Nelson or something like that, and and they just, they just going for it. And, and the Bible says that Jacob, huh? He, Jacob put on, put on a wrestling. You, did you go? Oh, see, I knew it. Put on a, put a wrestling move on me. Come on. It's okay. Huh? Come on, turn on around. Turn on around. You say you wrestling. What do you want me to do? See, look at that. And oh, they go. Hey, don't hurt me, man. Hey. Oh, y'all see that? Amen. And he put, he put Jacob in, a, in, in one of those locks and, 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 and then Jacob turned around and then Jacob put him in a lock and, and now hey, what's going on? It's, it's getting dark. And, and Jacob said, Oh no, I, I remember the last time I went to sleep. The last time it was dark time, I just felt I'm going to check out. Now I realize, you know what? It's nighttime in my life again and I'm going to get a hold of God and I'm not going to let him go until he blesses me. Because God is working in the nighttime and Jacob got a hold of the angel and he wrestled and the angel said this, let me go for the day break of. And Jacob said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I understand you appeared to me the, the last time at the breaking of day. And I know you came here for a reason. I know you visited me for a reason. And I'm not going to let you go. I'm determined. I'm going to get everything that you have for me now, God. And while he missed it the first time, he said, I'm not going to miss out on this opportunity now. I understand that at the breaking of day, my blessing is coming. I'm here to tell somebody. I'm here to proclaim to somebody. You might be in a dark season, but you must get ready because daybreak is about to come. Antioch, daybreak is coming. Central, daybreak is about to come. Are you ready for your daybreak? Are you aligning yourself for the daybreak? Are you positioning yourself for the break of day? Look at your name and say, daybreak is about to come. I'm getting ready for my daybreak. We go to the New Testament. And I'm going to close with this. We find in Acts chapter 4. It started around the end of Acts 3, Acts chapter 4. Peter and John, they get locked up. And uh, bad time. Heal someone. The Bible says that at evening time, at the evening time, they get put in prison. And the scripture tells us that it was at the breaking of day that they were set free. And that's when the message was preached. There is no salvation in any other. For there is none other name given among men whereby we must be saved. And they understood, hey, I, I may be locked up in the evening time. But when day broke, they was able to share a great 
testimony and they were able to give a great revelation that there's no salvation that's given to men without the name of Jesus. And, and then we go on and we find out in a little further in Acts chapter five, I believe, and Acts chapter six and somewhere around there that now the whole, that's revival that broke out in, in, in all of Jerusalem and Judea. And now the Bible says that, that the people are being healed and, and Peter's shadow was healing people. And, 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 and I mean, it, the town was in an uproar. And now the scripture says that all the apostles were locked up. Then it happens again. This time angels come. And the angels came in the middle of the night. And the angel said, I want you to go back to the temple. And I want you to preach. And the scripture says that at the dawn, they begin to preach in the temple. Go on a little further. Peter is arrested. John, I'm, I'm sorry, James is beheaded. And Herod is thinking, okay, you know what? James is beheaded. The people like that, the Sadducees, the scribes, the priests. So he's about to kill Peter. And the scripture tells us, and in the middle of the night, I said God works in the middle of the night. The angel comes and delivers Peter out of the prison. And then what happens in the morning time, again, the magistrates came the first thing in the morning. But God did not wait until the morning to deliver the people of God. I'm telling you, God works in your nighttime, and you need to understand when the morning breaks, you need to already be in position, and you need to already be aligned. We go a little further. Paul and Silas are preaching. Paul and Silas are traveling, and, and Paul receives the, the, the vision of a man in Macedonia saying, come here. And he ends up in Philippi, which is the chief city of uh, Macedonia, at least that particular region. And, and the Bible says they begin to preach, and we understand that uh, they cast out a, a devil from this lady, and they end up in prison. They were beaten with many stripes, whipped for just doing the right thing. Now, I... And then the Bible says at midnight, in the middle of the night. Now, I don't know about you, but come on. If I had 39 stripes, that means I was whipped 39 times. And I was just thrown into prison. And they weren't, you know, they weren't in, uh, you know, the detention center. They were in Supermax. They were in Alcatraz. Now, what's the prison where the... Uh, uh, the uh, uh, terrorists go. Guantanamo. Get no, Gitmo. That's the way. Yeah, same thing. Is that the same thing? Okay, same place. Uh, so some of those guys, they they must have been there. I don't know nothing about it. I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> and, and and what happened was they in the innermost prison, and then they got stripes on their back, and and, and then at midnight they get to singing. They get to praying, and we act like we would be doing that? Come on now. I, 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 I can see Silas in there now. See, Paul, why did you have to go mess with that devil? You know, and I can see Silas. Silas, man, who you, who you talking to Silas? I mean, that was me. I, you know, I, I don't know about it. 
you know, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. I, I think I would have been a little bit of crying. Hello. Amen. We, 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 we think we would be doing over, over there doing the gym bar. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody would be doing gym bar. Probably, I, I don't know. I, and I, we would be you know, kind of at it. But these guys were singing and praying and praising in the middle of the dungeon at night. They understood. Hey, uh, hey, you know what? <laughs> the angels came for came came for Peter. He came for John. He came for the rest of the apostles. God is no respect of persons. Now, I'm not recommending you getting locked up and see whether God's going to send an angel. I'm just telling you. Don't go trying that at home. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. But then, at midnight, the Bible says that an earthquake shook the prison. I know you all know it. I know you know the scripture. And then the, all, every chain was open. Every prison door was open. Now, I don't know about you again. I would have been Hussein Boat. Pew! I'd have been out of there. But what happens? The God wakes up, pulled out a sword, about to kill himself. And, and Peter's like, you know, I can lie. I, I, if I was with them, come on, Peter, what's wrong with you, man? That God, he would have been gone. I'm sorry. He probably would have been. I'm just, I'm just saying. He, he, <laughs> I would have prayed. I would have been, we would have doing this like we prayed for that family. I pray for them. I'm praying for, I pray for them right now. I pray for the family. That God would have been gone. You know, I don't know. But Peter, Peter, he, I'm sorry, Paul, I'm sorry. Paul stopped and said, oh, wait a minute. He's conversing with the guy. He's the guy that has you locked up and said, hold up, wait a minute. Don't kill yourself. Don't do it. We're all here. Now, everybody that was in that prison wasn't saved. I'm thinking to myself, why didn't other guys make a jailbreak? What's going on? Whatever was going on, I don't know, I guess because they heard Peter. I'm sorry, I keep saying Peter. Paul, Peter was locked up so much, I'm always thinking. Paul and Silas were singing. I wonder what, they were singing and they were praising and they were praying. I wonder whether that had the effect on the prisoners. To where now they didn't leave. Now, if they were crying and whining and fighting each other, I can imagine the prisoners would have all ran. That guy would have had his head, the jailer would have had his head cut off. But they affected the prisoners so much and so deeply. God was moving even in that nighttime. And I'm thinking to myself, every time an angel showed up, it was time for them to get out. It was a jailbreak. They left the prison. This particular time, they stayed. Now, they go and they baptize this guy that very same hour. The guy washes their whip marks. And I, I for, for whatever, for whatever reason, I was thinking, okay, now they went to the, it says they went to the guy's house. The, the guy fed them. They went to the guy's house. 
they got baptized. The guy got baptized. And I'm thinking they all just went on their way. And, the, and the, you know, the, 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 the jailer said, okay, I'm at the find me a new job. You, you, you guys, you got to, you know, I'll give you my resume. Is there any room for apostleship? Hey. But what happened, the scripture, I've read a little further. They actually all went back to the prison. And then the magistrates, the Bible said, came at daybreak. And at daybreak, the, 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 the people that put him in prison said, it's now time for you to get out of prison. And I'm going to set you free. You see the, oh, hallelujah. I always thought the, the, uh, the, the, um, I'm sorry, the, the, the earthquake was for them to be set free. But the earthquake wasn't for them to be set free. The earthquake was for them to set the jailer free. The earthquake was for them to be used of God. Because they understood that God was working in the nighttime. And they understood God had a plan and he had a purpose. It wasn't to make their life easier. They were willing to go back to the prison in the nighttime because at the daybreak, God was going to set them free anyway. So I'm here to tell you, won't you stand? I don't even know what time. Oh, it's here. We got another hour. I'm not done. It's okay. I don't, I, uh, somebody. Come on up here. Now, again, again, we, we, a lot of times, we don't really want to let people know we're going through rough situations when we talk to them, right? But then when there's an altar call, it's like, okay, the same person that said, oh, I'm doing fine, is the same person that's, at the altar. <laughs> and it's okay to cry. I, I, see, I don't want somebody to say, well, I ain't going to cry. They gonna... But we put on a facade sometimes. Can we just be real? And we want to convince everyone that we're okay. Yeah. It's okay to have a dark time. It's okay to have a night time. Do you understand that when God created light, the first day when he said, let there be light, and it was so. And the Bible says that God saw the light, and it was good. But on day four, he said he created the lights, the two greater lights, to rule the day and to rule the night. And he said, and to divide the light from the darkness and the day from the night. And he said, guess what? It was good. It wasn't just the light that was good on the fourth day. It wasn't just the light that was good on the fourth day. It was the light and the darkness. God said, I formed the light. I create darkness. I do all these things. And a lot of times we accuse the enemy for the nighttime, for our rough situations, for our difficult times. And could it be that God is working? In your nighttime. I pray that my next nighttime, I'm like, I'm, I'm not like Jacob during his first experience where he was going through a difficult situation. 
And all he can think to do is, you know what, I'm going to check out right here. I'm just, I'm just going to lay down right here. God is not working. Amen. And I'm just going to go ahead and go to sleep and wish my misery away. And when he awakened, he realized God was here all along. On his way back, he said, I'm not going to miss this opportunity. God is working. Again, if you're in this place and you're in your nighttime, your, your night season, I want you to come on up to this altar. It has to be someone. This is not a prophetic, uh, you know, I'm not saying, oh, I can feel somebody. I just know with these amount of people, somebody's going through a season. And if we're all in our lifetime, that's great. Some of you, and I'm talking collectively here, you feel like that maybe collectively we're in a, a dark time. I was blown away as you're coming, whether we have just a few or many. I was blown away when I saw, I knew God visited us with, or I'll say it this way. I knew his mercy was new every morning. We, we say that his mercy is new every morning. But I, I got to tell you, and I've read the Bible numerous times, and I, I really, it didn't catch me. That God visits us every single morning. Every morning. What that tells me, though, is God is preparing us in the nighttime for his visit in the morning. And at the daybreak. God is making preparation in our nighttime, our dark season. If you came up here because of what you're going through, I just want you to begin to lift your hands up right now. There's some people that are praying right now. And if I, I can have some believers to come help us pray. Amen. If you would, you can stretch forth your hand if you're not going to come. Why don't we begin to pray as a congregation right now? Antioch Central, I'm here to tell you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Maybe we're in a season. But get ready for your daybreak. Somebody get ready for your daybreak. Come on, get ready for your daybreak. You have to get ready in your nighttime for your breaking of day. Come on, all over the house, let's begin to pray. Come on, that's it, hallelujah. Come on, I believe God is going to touch somebody here today. I believe God is going to help someone here today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, Father, you see what we're going through. Lord, you haven't abandoned us. You haven't forsaken us. In the name of Jesus Christ. God, show me what you're trying to show me in my dark season. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I said, position yourself. In the name of Jesus. Get ready for the breaking of day. Somebody get ready for daybreak. It's coming. In the name of Jesus. 
Come on, God doesn't waste a hurt. God doesn't waste any pain. Come on, that's it. Somebody be like Jacob. I'm going to get a hold of God. And I'm not going to let him go. In Jesus' name.